0: and welcome to The Fumble. It's me, Vernon Kay, and right over there is the main man himself, Mr. Statistics, Darren Fletcher. You right, Darren? <laughs> yes, are you,
1: mate. I'm very good, thank you. Very good. I am suffering from post-Dubai depression. All oh, right. I thought you might. I thought you might. And it's getting cold as well, isn't it? It is so, getting cold, and I've got yeah. a cold. I've got that
0: post-holiday blues where,
1: you know, you, you, you spend a
0: week or so, more than a week, in 35 degree heat, you come back home to uh, to Blighty, you, you take one trip from the front door to the post box, which I'll be honest with you, on the estate is about two and a half miles, in my flip-flops and my slippers, come back with a cold,
1: can't believe it. Yeah, well bearing in mind I'm living in deepest, darkest Nottingham and we've had no sun or warmth for quite some time, I am actually finding sympathy difficult to come by. Oh, cheers, buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: But it's been a hectic week in all things NFL,
1: both on and off the field, Darren. Yes. Now, you went onto our WhatsApp group the other day and you wrote four things. Celebrations, <laughs> fighting, 50 burgers and apology to the Jets. So that's the agenda. I can't wait to get to 50 burgers. can tell you quite categorically now, I won't be making any form of apology to the Jets. Uh, But we're going to do a a few minutes on each because we've got an important phone call to make in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, we have. We're going to be speaking to our very dear friend, Tony Berselli. Tony Bastelli, the legendary offensive lineman, former offensive lineman for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the very first podcast that we did, the very first fumble podcast that we did, we said that we would speak to the, uh, the Jags on a regular basis or Tony on a regular basis. And we haven't managed to do that. So we're beyond halfway now in the season. And I think it's only fair that we talk to Tony and catch up with everything Jacksonville, our Jaguars doing all right. They're doing all right. Are they run heavy? Are they run dependent? We will find out. We'll ask him all these questions uh, because I think it's really interesting. I think we've got a real contender.
1: Yeah, do you know one thing I want to ask him today? I've been listening to a lot of US radio this week. There's been a big debate as to whether they should find a way how they can protect quarterbacks more. And, And the plummet of the Packers has brought this into sharp focus in the US. The fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't there and the Packers have gone through the floor They're now discussing how how you could possibly make it safer to play quarterback in the league. And bearing in mind, we're going to talk to one of the best offensive linemen of his generation. I wonder whether he's got any ideas and what he feels about the fact that these quarterbacks are dropping like flies, which was, in terms of protecting them, was the way that he earned his money. So I'm interested to talk to Tony about that and see what he thinks. Well, I I, I'm
0: it winds me up, this kind of conversation, Darren. You know it does. I'm going to change gears here. Why though? It's a man's game. Yeah, it's a man's game. It's a physical contact sport, and we've had this debate many a time, me and you. Right, and it gets rowdy when we've had a drink. I know, and and a few beers, and a glass of champagne, and some canapes. However, right, (laughs) the downfall of the Packers is for one reason and one reason only: they rely too much on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, take him out of the equation. The Packers crumble. They implode. Right. They are garbage. Yep. However, exactly. well, wait for me. Wait. This is something that's become at the forefront of every NFL fan's conversation. Why don't you invest as much in your backup as you do in your starter? Look how many backups the Patriots have had behind Tom Brady. Right. Albeit they don't need him, but they've yep. used them as equity, trade equity. Great theory. Which Great is theory. Great so theory. if you invested as much in your backup as you do in your starter
1: you wouldn't have a void like the Packers have, like basically theory, every you're team wrong. have. Why am I wrong? Because you can't find a backup who you could pay to play anywhere near like Aaron Rodgers. And the problem is, look at the Indianapolis Colts. They were an 11-win team for a decade. And the minute Peyton Manning got injured, they went 2-14. and 14. This happens to a lot of teams. The minute, the minute their main quarterback gets injured, and the only outlier... Was when Matt Castle somehow got the Patriots to, I think it was 10 and 6 and got them in the playoffs. Yeah. Every team that loses the starting quarterback is essentially done because there are too few high grade quarterbacks available in the world. Look at the ones coming out of college. It's so difficult to find a franchise quarterback that once you lose that player, that franchise is gone. And there are so few top level superstar quarterbacks in the league. The league suffers when these guys get injured. So if you took Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia now or Jared Goff out of the Rams, the question that we're going to ask later, which is the best team in the NFL, those two wouldn't be in it. If you take Ben Roethlisberger out of Pittsburgh and Landry Jones starts, they're finished. And this happens right the way across the league, which is why I see the argument that it's impossible to carry two due to salary cap, but also due to the scarcity Of the position. And everybody's throwing Colin Kaepernick around now the minute anybody gets an injury. Colin Kaepernick was a bad NFL quarterback. He took a team to a Super Bowl. A long time ago now. So did Joe Flacco. And look how he's playing. The theory is, do what you say. But the reality is that the minute you lose your starter in the NFL, you've had it. Look at the Raiders last year. The Raiders lost Derek Carr. The Raiders going into the playoffs last year, look like the hottest team in the league. They lose Derek Carr. They're finished. The Seahawks lose Russell Wilson. They're finished. All right, okay. So you are, your entire season at the minute is dependent on keeping your quarterback healthy. And if you lose him, you've got no chance. The only team that have got away with it are Minnesota, lost Teddy Bridgewater, signed Sam Bradford, and then Bradford's gone injured in case Keenum's come in and done a good job. But everybody else in the league If they lose their starter, they're finished.
0: And they've just taken
1: Teddy Bridgewater off injured reserve. Yeah. And they were talking on the radio this week, and I've been thinking about this. They were saying, why do more of them get injured now? Well, it's pretty simple in my mind. The role of the quarterbacks changed. When you looked in the 70s and 80s, NFL teams were predominantly running teams. And that was the case, really, until Dan Marino came out in 84. They ran the ball more than they passed it. So the quarterback was the play caller, the general on the field, and when he absolutely had to, he threw the ball. So by dropping back 16 times a game, they were limiting the amount of times they got hit by players significantly bigger than them. But now you're saying to a quarterback who they want to be quite athletic, so they're genuinely or generally thin guys, they're saying to this this fella, now you've got to drop back 40 times because the rules have changed. So instead of getting hit three times a game, you're now going to get hit 10 times a game and their bodies can't take it. So the way the game has changed has made these quarterbacks more valuable, but it's also made them more susceptible to injury.
0: I, I completely understand what you're saying, but I think there needs to be some kind of system now where they spend as much attention on the backup as they do in the starter, because as, as you've mentioned, there is a, a, who would a huge, that void, a huge who? void. Who well, would it be? So who should the Packers' backup be instead of Brett Hundley then? Yeah, but the thing is though, Darren, Brett Hundley, how long has he been there? Three years, right? Three years. How long has Grappolo been under Brady? Three years. Three years. Exactly the same, and it's not but enough we, time on the
1: field. It's on all, it's we, all, we don't wait. know whether Grappolo can play. No, but wait, when we, he play, exactly when you play when, for when you play for me finish.
0: Well, but, but, but I'm going to I'm going to argue this with no, you. No, well, a quarterback in practice, a quarterback pre-season preseason. It's not the quarterback that's going to take to the field because there's adrenaline, there's knowledge of the game, knowledge of the defence, all those different elements of the equation come into play. It's how much game time you can afford to give your backup. Now, albeit in the season, he ain't going to get on because you need to win. You need, you need to win. So there needs to be some kind of system, some, something they need to do to give quarterbacks game experience, game time, because we all know that preseason is garbage. Do you know what I mean? So there needs to be a way and a means in which you can enable your backup quarterback to get on the field. Now, we, we were talking there about quarterbacks. All right, AFC East. The New England Patriots sit atop the table at six and two. Buffalo are second. Who's Buffalo's quarterback? Tyra Taylor. Right, Pittsburgh atop of the AFC North with Ben Roethlisberger. Who's second? Baltimore with? Joe Flacco. All right, Tennessee Titans.
1: Not, but, but Baltimore aren't making the playoffs, are they?
0: No, but... He's a decent quarterback. You'd take him, wouldn't you? Not this season, no. Well, if you look at all the teams that are leading their divisions, the quarterback
1: who's in charge of the second team ain't that bad. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you can't pay in a salary cap sport, you can't carry a backup on that kind of salary. So if you, gone are the days where you can have Steve Young and Joe Montana as your two quarterbacks. Don't work that way anymore. Oh, my goodness the for, me. The can 49ers could do it, but, but you can't do it now. See?
0: Yeah. But look, it's, it's impossible. Kansas so City do? 6 and 3, Alex Smith, and then underneath. Auckland at four and five
1: with Derek Carr. Great quarterback. But who's Derek Carr's backup? No idea. Exactly. So if if Carr gets injured, then they're finished. Can you really have a league where your entire season is dictated to by one injury? I can't think of many sports in the world, team sports, where one injury totally finishes you.
0: Well, let's find out from Tony. Let's see what Tony says, because he's got the inside line at the Jags uh, and they're struggling. As we know, uh, at the quarterback position, but also they're a run heavy team now, so let's see what kind of difference that makes. and does it has it taken pressure off Blake Bortles having a run heavy heavy team now? We're off to a feisty start. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, it is a feisty start and but you know I think that, that that's that's what we're here for you know uh, to voice yeah. our opinions around.
1: Uh, I'm I, really passionate about it, you know because I, I love the sport and I, and I, I want to see the best against the best. Yeah, so and, do and are, I but... I have a fear genuine fear though and that the faster and stronger and bigger these defensive guys get, the more these quarterbacks are going to get injured. And I don't know what the NFL is going to look like.
0: Oh, you can't, you can't wrap the quarterback in bubble wrap. It's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not sports. But you can't smash him up every week either. Well, why don't you put him in a high-vis vest then? And say, oh, well, you, you know what you could you do. You, you, that you know what you could do if you're a coach, you could run the ball more. Well, there you go. So the game. So what yeah. we're saying, I think we're going to meet in the middle here, my friend Darren Fletcher. We normally do. Yeah, is that uh, the game has to change to preserve the life expectancy of your superstar quarterback? Possibly, yeah possibly okay so New England six and two Pittsburgh Tennessee five and three Kansas City six and three Philadelphia eight and one standout team Minnesota six and two New Orleans six and two LA Rams six and two so the majority yeah. of teams in their divisions sit at the top with a record of six and two is it as open as we think is it as open as those stats tell us Darren
1: I think so yeah I, I really do the teams that you look at at the moment so you say Philly eight and one standout record the game changes when you get to the playoffs and we don't know what Carson Wentz is going to be like as a playoff quarterback. We don't know what Jared Goff's going to be like as a playoff quarterback. You play a different brand of football, don't you, when you get to the playoffs? You start to run the ball and play defense. So, what do they do? Look at the Eagles' record at the moment. So, opening game of the season, they beat the Redskins. Redskins at the moment have got a relatively average record. Lost to the Chiefs. Beat the Giants. Everybody's beat the Giants. Beat the Chargers. They've been struggling, beat the Cardinals, not great, beat the Panthers, beat the Redskins again, beat the 49ers and smash the Broncos. Now, on their schedule, they've got Dallas coming up, they've got Seattle coming up, they've got the Rams coming up, they've got the Raiders coming up. If they can run through that list of games, playing the brand of football they're playing now, I think you can then talk about them being the best in, in the league. But I think they need a statement victory, Philadelphia, to get into that Discussion, and I think that for me at the moment is what stops me from anointing them as the team to beat in the NFL. So I still think they've got a couple of questions to answer, to be honest.
0: Who do you think is going to be your uh, sneaky team who's going to get in through the back door into the playoffs?
1: Oh, do you know the do you know the one I like? It's bizarre, and they might not even make the playoffs. But when I watch them play, I think well they've got a bit of everything. They're not great at anything, but they're not really bad at anything. The Washington Redskins quite impressed me. Yeah, I, I look at them and they've got a quarterback who can who can get points. They've got better receivers than the numbers show at the minute. They can run the football. Ryan Kerrigan can be a, a beast on defense. And they can play defence. So they've got Josh Norman. They've got Breland. They've got good players, playmakers in that on that side of the ball. I just like the look of them. And I think if you ended up playing the Redskins in the playoffs, I don't think you'd necessarily want to draw them. Have you got one?
0: I've I i i am yeah, I've got two actually, and they both come from the AFC South. I like the look of the Tennessee Titans. Right. Because as the season progresses, I think they're getting more and more comfortable in who they are as a team. They're quite similar too to the skins, aren't they? The they The way are. they play. They yeah. are, exactly. And I like Jacksonville. If Jacksonville yeah. could make a wild card entry into the playoffs, you never know. You know, no. because we've seen them with Fennette at running back and defence defence is decent Saxonville yeah. as they're being called now. Yeah. but they can they can run the ball and play defence in the playoffs yeah well let's speak to the main man who will know yeah. all about the Jacksonville Jaguars let's welcome the one the only good friend Mr. Tony Basselli everyone
1: Hey. hey Tony
2: uh, good morning or whatever time is there nice and over here.
1: <laughs> that, that's not the Christmas of starts Tony <laughs> <laughs> did you say uh, wild card I, yeah, I
0: think we have got a chance right. to get into the playoffs, no, Tony? Yeah, we're we'll, we'll winning the division, man. I mean, come on. All right, Give okay, me a okay, okay. Well, I'm only, I'm only looking That's at the current. Titans. I'm only looking at current standings, Tony. That's all. That's I'm not taking. I'm That's not fair. taking anything away from That's our fair. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs>
2: Listen. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We haven't won more than four games in ten years, and all of a sudden, the time we're winning.
1: To be fair, Tony, in that division, you don't need to win many more than four this year. (laughs) (laughs) Texans and the Colts are done. Tell us why the Texans are done. Their whole team's been hurt.
2: J.J. Watt, uh, Whitney Merciless, and the nail in the coffin
1: was uh, Deshaun Watson. There we go. The quarterback is hurt. Texans are finished. It's what we were talking about a few minutes ago, Tony.
0: We started the show, Tony, with a huge debate. Some might say an argument about how <laughs> about how you protect the quarterback uh, because it's been highlighted this year amongst several teams that as soon as your starter goes down, it's game over.
2: Yeah, well, in almost every case, that's exactly right. I mean, rarely does a backup quarterback take you to the playoffs. It just, it, I mean, that, you know, every once in a while... The Ravens won uh, the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, who actually started as the backup during the year. That was because they had the greatest defense of all time. You know, the Giants won a a while back in the 80s with their backup quarterback in the playoffs. But, you know, it just doesn't happen very often.
1: So do we have a situation, Tony, now about what they do to protect the quarterbacks more, to keep them in the game? The Packers are the prime example this season. Deshaun Watson as well with the Houston Texans take Rodgers out the equation, take Watson out of the equation, their season's over. And as a former off- offensive lineman, you, of course, know the value of having a top-class quarterback behind you and how precious they are and how you've got to look after them. Do you think there's anything the NFL could do, should do? What's the impact going to be if these quarterbacks keep getting injured, which has such a big impact on the state of team seasons?
2: You know, I, I don't think they need to do anything else. I mean, every once in a while, you have a year like this where a couple stars get hurt. See, they really have a bunch of different rules already to protect the quarterback as much as possible. It's still football. I mean, guy, you're going to get hurt. I mean, it's just it's way unfortunate. You know, Deshaun Watson got hurt in practice with uh, as non-contact. I mean, one you know that they might look at is Aaron Rodgers because the linebacker Anthony Barr from. The Vikings picked him up and drove him in on his shoulder. And they might look and, and try to change the rule a little bit about how you finish the tackle on quarterbacks. I, I think it's a mistake if they do. It just opens up for more controversy and, and dumb penalties. It's football. It's physical. It's, uh, it's part of the deal.
0: Oh, Tony Baselli, my kind of guy. <laughs> you my cut out, out the kind same clock, you two. We are. You cut out the same clock. We are. It's a physical sport. It's a physical sport. And people yeah, that's the way are, it goes. What are, are you going to do? Going to get don't injured. Play if you don't play. If you don't want to get hurt, don't play. Exactly. Now, Tony, let's talk about our Jags. Uh, Leonard Fournette have, have we kissed him made up? <laughs> yeah, I think we're fine. Okay. You know, the better the player, the
2: more talented he is, the easier you are to forgive. It's you know, it's kind of like your wife or girlfriend. The hotter they are, the easier you are to say, I, I forgive you. where <laughs> the way it goes. I mean,
1: As Jimmy Johnson once said to the Dallas Cowboys, All of you guys in the locker room won't be treated the same. Some of you are more important to me than others.
2: Anyone who tells me all players get treated the same, wrong. It's not true. I mean, the better players have more privilege. It's the way it goes. And uh, there's certain rules. If you break, you're in trouble no matter what. But for the most part, there's... uh... More favors and more grace given to the better players. It's just the way life
0: works. Who got the red carpet when you were playing, Tony, apart from yourself?
2: Uh, you know, Cor I mean Brunel, you have to always take care of the quarterback. Yeah. Jimmy Smith, you know, they the the star players. They're just you're gonna make sure those guys are ready to play on Sunday. You can't that's why I think what Doug Marone did with uh Leonard Fournette was so interesting. Because there's coaches in this league that would not have suspended him because he was the star player. But he, I mean, I think he did Leonard Fournette a favor though, as a young player, to kind of send a message to him and the entire team. I mean, he took a chance there because they lose that game, Doug Marone gets just, he gets just killed. I mean, they go after him, they destroy it. Doug oh Marone yeah, if they lose that game, definitely. Right message though.
1: Yeah. Also on, on on Sunday, Tony, at the end of the game, I was watching Red Zone, and there was a real shouting match on the sidelines between Doug Marone and Blake Bortles, the quarterback. What was that about? We didn't, we didn't. Here over here, what 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 the legacy of that was and what it was all about?
2: Well Blake wanted to try to score a touchdown at the end of the game, and Doug told, said take a knee. So oh. Blake was mad; they weren't going to run up the run up the score. It was stupid.
0: <laughs> he's obviously got his own fantasy football team going on there with some high stakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean Blake. seriously,
2: he's probably thinking he doesn't want to hear from his uh, the fantasy owners uh, <laughs> that uh, he lost in points, but. It was dumb. It was no big deal. They made up, hugged, kissed afterwards. It's fine.
0: Okay. So, so Tony, let's get an inside line on where we sit now with the Jags. Uh, we are a run-heavy team with Leonard in the equation. Do you think this is helping our quarterback? Is Blake having some kind of pressure released from him, uh, having Leonard behind him?
2: When you played linebacker, right? Free safety. Free safety is even better example. If a team was running the hell out of the ball and just pounding it, it it that much harder to defend the play-action pass. You know, there's more separation by the receivers and the secondary guys get over the top. I mean, it just makes it opens up everything. It slows down the pass rush, and so if you can run the ball, it makes the quarterback's job so much easier. I mean, it just pressure is taken off. It, he's not the focal point. Night and day difference.
1: Yeah, it's uh, huge. When you Can run the ball. Yeah, we we were talking Tony as well about how the league changes when you get to the playoffs and should Jacksonville get there. They are built to play playoff football, aren't they? Because they can run the ball. They can, get, they can play defense. They do get turnovers. When it gets to that stage of the season, it tends to change. And you start to look for a team built to play that way. And Jacksonville, again, not getting too far ahead of ourselves, do actually have the component parts, the pieces in place to play that way.
2: I, I was saying it on the radio last week, and I almost choked when I said it. I said, "But I said, if these guys get to the playoffs, watch out. Teams with great defense get in the playoffs, and they're hard to beat mm. because everything gets tighter, everything gets harder. I mean it's just in those defense in defense becomes so much more important. And I, and I started to, as I was explaining this, someone goes, "Are you predicting they go to the Super Bowl?" And I, that's why I almost threw up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to fathom after what we've been through the last decade of losses and not mm. and being completely. At this point in the season, we're typically talking about the draft next year and what we who we're going to pick. And for us to even start like whispering that in the playoffs, and if they get into the playoffs, that they could be dangerous. It, it's 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 crazy but you're right it's a great observation great defense it's amazing things in the defense in in the playoffs and this is a great defense
0: and it brings confidence as well you know if you can if you can uh, have a solid defense that gets keeps your offense on the field a lot longer than the opposition then it makes sense that you're going to get more opportunities to score
2: when the Ravens won the Super Bowl in, in 2000 that was the all-time greatest defense ever I mean I played against that defense I think it was five games during the regular season that the offense did score a, a touchdown. Now, I want to say they won every one of them, or they won four or five, or they did something crazy. I mean, and then they got in this playoffs, and there was no one who could beat them. Mm. Now, I'm proud, I am proud to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team I was on, 436 36 against that all-time
0: defense, but we'll leave that for another show. <laughs> like that. We'll leave that for another story. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Hey, Tony, by the way, how's Jalen Ramsey this week? And is that one of the best fights you've seen on an NFL field against AJ Green at the weekend?
2: It was good. Uh, yeah, it was great. Jalen Ramsey is an amazing player and he talks a lot of, uh, uh, I'm not sure what you can, and can say in, um, Britain, uh, British podcast, but he talks a lot of stuff. I'll believe it at that. And, uh, <laughs> He is a good fight. It would have been. It wasn't the best one I've seen because it was really just one sided. I mean, Jalen was Jalen was smart in the sense that he thought that if he didn't retaliate, he wouldn't get thrown out, and he would. If, I think if you know that if you know he's gonna get thrown out, then it would have been a great fight because then you'd have him throwing haymakers and <laughs> and going at it. Uh, might have been several fights where punches were thrown. <laughs> it was great, and uh, but for today, that was for today's football. It was fun to watch. I actually enjoyed it. Now, Most people say there's no place for that in the game and everything. There's probably not, but I like the fact that this team has an edge and uh, a little bit of a nastiness to it, and doesn't doesn't take uh, doesn't take it. So it was uh, it was good.
0: It, it was it was it was good seeing how quick the rest of the Jags got involved. Oh, did you see Miles Jack come in? Oh, flying! Surprised Miles, Miles Jack didn't throw that too I And mean, he came in full speed and
2: just hammered AJ Green hmm. on, on off the pile. It
0: Absolutely. Great.
2: It's a fine line, though. I mean, as a player, you're like, that's what you're supposed to do. If you're sitting over there, you go, "Oh my gosh, my best players are all to be in front of the game. What's going on?"
0: <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I'll be honest with you, like yourself, Tony. I enjoyed it. And there's another good one with uh, Mark Evans and uh, Marshall Latimore. You know the 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 book. Yeah. What was the, first of all? Did you
2: guys number one? What is uh, James Winston needs to stand on the sideline? If he's not in there, he needs to say I mean, he doesn't need to be starting fights for other people to finish.
0: It was ridiculous. And then, number
2: two, did you? It was stupid. Did you see James Winston's pregame speech with the <laughs> Eden <Ethan W's>? W <laughs> Was that not the dumbest pregame speech I've seen? I honestly thought I'm like, what would I do if I I either would have just walked away started laughing uncontrollably or I mean I told him to shut up. I mean what
0: first of all, don't touch
2: me after you start eating your fingers. I mean I don't want to I mean, get the hell away from me.
0: So just I mean, to just to explain for people who haven't seen it, Jameis Winston stood in the middle of, of a huddle and he had the majority of his offense around him and he said, Today, what is this? And he held up his uh, four fingers on one hand and he made the formation of a W like you would like West Side. And then he started licking. But he put it in his mouth first, though. Yeah. He put,
2: remember, he put in, he put the four fingers in his mouth, and like, like somehow magically the W <laughs> comes out after he sucked on his fingers.
0: It was the most bizarre thing ever. And then he's like, "So that's, let's eat a W. So he starts sticking his fingers in his mouth and sucking his fingers. It was like he had chicken wings on the end of his fingers, on the yes, end of his hand. Exactly right. Yeah. So and then, wow. but when you watch it back, Tony, if you look at Deshaun Jackson. In the background, yeah, I
2: saw it. He's not Deshaun Jackson. Isn't he oh, was saying, There's not a chance in hell or <laughs> winning this football game today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's brilliant. Deshaun Jackson has the face of every meme that has been talking about looking confused. You know, it, it's, I mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you have, if for everyone listening, if you haven't watched it, you gotta go go <laughs> on the internet and search Jamin Wiston W or, eat the W you know, fingers or whatever eat the W. They will come up. It's it's really remarkable that uh, I guess the, the other thought I had is at what point did he think that was a good idea and <laughs> how long like where. Were we- sitting in this room by himself like looking in the mirror and saying this would really get everyone motivated I mean,
0: I, I, <laughs> but he must have come up with the you idea gotta wonder. I mean, that, that,
2: that worries me about a kid it worries me about a guy though if that's what he thinks like is like I'd be like man can, like, got to this kid some help.
0: He says, he's not all right. He needs to see a doctor. <laughs> he tries and he's eating his fingers. It's, not. it's bizarre. And, and how he must have thought that this is going to motivate the guys is beyond me because it was just laughable. It really, really was. I mean, good grief. But there's always, you know, when, when Ray Lewis left the Ravens, Joe Flacco said, you know what, he was a great talker, but 99% of the time I didn't have a clue what he was saying.
2: Oh, yeah, trust me, most of these... I used to say it all the time. I mean, they said, well, you know, what is, you know, the motivational speeches, the pregame speech, and all that. Some of them were good. Some of them, what the coaches said was great. And, you know, you get, you know, maybe goosebumps or pumped up for, you know, in your locker room. Have you ever played any sport? By the time you get to the field, especially football, my when the game starts, I'm not thinking about what eating a W or what (laughs) the coach said in the locker room or Ray Lewis dancing like a maniac before coming out. We used to sit there when we played the Ravens we played them twice a year. We'd all sit there and laugh, dance and screaming. They're like, all right, here's Ray again. Here we go. (laughs) But, you know, but it worked. But once a game starts, it's a football game. All that nonsense. I guess it's good for TV. It's good for the moment. Uh, I'm not against a good pregame speech now by coaching everything, get you excited to go out there. But once you're out there, none of it matters.
0: I, I'll be honest with you. I know I, I, I played on a completely different level, but I always liked those guys who talked about just physically dominating the opposition. Those angry men in the huddle, the kids who just wanted to smack people in the face. If you're riding with those kind of guys, then you can't lose. If, you're, you know, if you've got angry young men on your team, and then you just naturally find yourself riding that wave it's bizarre
2: more elaborate kind of talks and everything sometimes you you know you lose me but the uh I like the, I, I agree' Vern. The, the, you know just the, the physicality and the talking about it and then there's nothing better than going out in that first goal place
1: and, <laughs> and that's what you get you see I, I can't believe that I you mean, boys are missing. I, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't believe that you fellas are missing the bigger picture go on. What's He's that? clearly looking to become the face of Wendy's. He's <laughs> eating the Ws. He's going to get millions of dollars out of this. I will
2: start eating Ws, and I'll start making videos and putting out eating W videos. If Wendy's will pay me a million dollars.
0: Yeah. Next time I do a pregame speech, I'm going to be eating Ferraris. If that's the case. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. So time is, is, is upon us, Tony, uh, and we really appreciate you, as always, uh, taking time out of your personal schedule to chat to us. But here's, uh, we'll leave you with this question, please. Who will the Jags play in London next year? Who's going to be 2018's opposition? At home...
2: Well, that's a great
0: question. AFC North, same place finisher. Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Philadelphia, New England, Jets or Redskins?
2: So someone that they have not played. Uh, I mean, that has not played in London. That'd be my bet.
0: Yeah, Jay and the, and the Eagles. Maybe Tennessee haven't been over yet. Could be Tennessee, something like that. It'll be fun. To, I mean, we're,
2: we have a win, we have a winning streak over there in London. And if this team can make it to the playoffs, I think it'll be a little, even more exciting coming over there next year. So or, my guess is we'll be over there early again.
0: If we have a successful season uh, in the States, then next year's Jags-London game is going to be ridiculous. And I guarantee... It will draw even more attention from UK media if the Jacksonville Jaguars are successful come the end of the season. I think you're right.
2: Now, Avery, I got a quick question for you. What happened to you? I thought you were coming over here for the uh, Florida game.
0: Hey, give me one second on that one. Uh, I didn't make what the What tri- happened? You you backed out. That's yeah. embarrassing. Well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't make the trip to Tiffany's. Tony, for the diamonds that I was going to give my wife as a thank you for letting me go over and spend two or three nights over in, in Florida watching football. That's what it was.
2: So you figured you'd save some money all the way around and just not go, just not
0: go to the game. Yeah, no, not save money, just save the grief. That's what it was.
2: I got you, yeah. I got you. Well, we, we, we missed you over
0: here. You, you guys are going to have to over here for a Jaguar no. game
2: one of these days. We
0: will. One day we will. Tony, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, see you. Cheers, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Tony Brilliant. Thank you, Tony. Absolute legend. Giving us an insight oh. into uh, into all things Jags there. It's interesting what he said, you know, and you said it at the top. The Jags could be a real contender come playoff time if we get there.
1: I always look for that, Vern. When I'm, when I'm looking for a team in the playoffs, I look whether they can play defence and whether they can run the ball because you can have the highest octane offence you like in the regular season. But unless you can do those two basic elements of NFL football, you're going to struggle. Once you get to the playoffs, because as Tony said, everybody gets a bit tighter. The offensive coordinator wants to keep the brakes on a little bit. So all of a sudden you've got to be able to do the basics. And I think if you look at the teams that have been successful doing that, you know, you look at the Patriots, the Patriots never make mistakes on offense and they they play a a brand of defense that gets them through. But you think about Denver, didn't have great quarterback play, had a a top caliber defense. Uh, Recently, the Seattle Seahawks have been. The epitome of that, run the ball with Marshawn Lynch and play defence on the other side. And, and you look at it this year, there's quite a few teams that fit the bill that you look at it and say, well, they can do a bit of both. And I think you need a defence as well that gets your turnovers, gets your sacks. And I think when you look at the Jacksonville defence, they're very good at that too, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they really are. And uh, a couple of high-scoring games. You mentioned Denver, though. they got whooped by the Eagles 51 uh
1: 23 Rams 51 17 against the Giants couple of 50 burgers there my friend so this is the 50 burgers you see this is the I thought it was some kind of food debate I no. didn't realize you meant 50 burger Yeah like that. no that's what
0: we that's what we nice. call it in uh, in the UK football scene we call it a 50 burger when someone gets whooped by 50 points and I'll be honest with you the London Warriors we've had our fill of the 50 burger let's move on <laughs> to the uh pick 6 cuz time is upon us all right Darren he's gone what a pick 6 yep I'm going to go first with my question to you. Okay. Who was your
1: first NFL idol? Do you know, I was only thinking this the other day, and I watched America's game, and it was the Washington Redskins en route to Super Bowl 17, And the first NFL player that I thought, what a guy, was John Riggins of the Washington Redskins. The Diesel. I watched him running over people, and they were doing the diesel thing, and the the hooters were going off, you know, eh, eh, behind the hogs when he was running. And I think it was John Riggins of the Washington Redskins was my first NFL favourite. What about you? Uh,
0: My first NFL idol, it's a tough one. I'd go Jim McMahon, anyone from the Bears of 85, because that was the first team that I really followed. But then I liked liked Lawrence Taylor, I liked uh, Dexter Manley, the Redskins' old defensive end. He was a great player. Uh, I like Ronnie Lott. He's my, Ronnie Lott, I would say, is my real all time football hero. Hard as nails, hit like a truck, ripped his finger off in the playoffs uh, without going into the medical room in the stadium at Candlestick Park, just pulled his finger off because it was hanging off. So when I got to meet him at Wembley a few years back, he showed me his half a pinky. <laughs> uh, I said, Is and it you... true, true about your finger? He went, Yep. And he showed me it. He's only got half a little finger because he he literally stood on the sidelines. He got it caught in someone's uh, face cage, I do believe, and he just pulled it off, and he pulled the end of his finger off, and they taped it up, and he went back on and played. Here's one for you then, Vern. Go on, my friend. What's the best NFL book that you've ever read? Uh, read a good one about the Raiders, John Madden's Raiders. That's a good one. I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but the one book that will stick with me forever and ever and ever. It's not really a book. It was an 18-week part kind of magazine. Right from 1986, and it's just called American Football, and I still have it in a binder. I will take a picture of it. Oh, I've got that too. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it, and I will post it up, and it's the one magazine supplement that taught me all about American football, the ins and outs of it, the intricacies of it, and it had all the star players in, and I'll flick through it, and I'll post a, a little Instagram video and show everyone. It's from 1985 or 1986, I think it was. It was phenomenal, I that.
1: phenomenal. Really was, really, really. It was good. out either once a month or once a week, wasn't it? A news agent.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Remember it? Yeah, I've it just really
1: started was. reading one. It's really good. It's about the, uh, it's about the 85 Bears, the monsters of the Midway. It's really, really good. And it starts off with a story about the guy that wrote it was a young lad, and he got tickets, and he ended up going on a charter plane, which wasn't like you, you get these days. It was a real knackered old thing. And, and there was a big riot on the plane. Half the, the, the passengers were arrested when they got there. But it was his story of, of the, the 85 Bears written today. But he'd actually gone to Super Bowl twenty to start with as a kid, as a fan. Wow. And it was the whole thing about being in New Orleans. And what was great about it, it's only the first chapter, but they used to go to Pat O'Brien's on Bourbon Street of an evening. And McMahon was there every night into the, into the early hours of the morning just having a drink with the Bears fans. How good's that? Bloody hell. That's amazing. I would love yeah. that. It's like Went back at the offensive line. Jim McMahon sat there having a drink with all the Bears fans, all, all in the lead up to that to that Super Bowl. How cool it's is it. that? Hey, yeah. speaking
0: of the Bears, you're off to Chicago yes. with the misses, yeah, and, and you're going to watch the Bears versus the Packers. Now you used uh, to be a Bears fan, but now you're yeah. a Packers fan. You're a bit of a yeah. turncoat. So yeah. where where are you going to sit when it
1: comes to watching both your favorite teams <laughs> playing live? Well, it's funny you should say that, because <laughs> I was originally in the bleachers. I was going to be in with a hardcore. I fancied doing that, and I still might. So we're all packed and we're ready to go. And I've made the decision I am going to wear Bears gear, because, as you said, if I do that, I'm going to get invited to places. So I'm going to do that. I've made my <laughs> mind upon that. I'm not, I'm not risking. I'm not risking Any a right-hander from a Chicagoan yeah. just because I'm wearing a Packers cap. Well, they're
0: supposed to be I'm... harder than New York people.
1: Exactly. So I'm not even risking that. But I had an email this week from our very good friend at Sky Sports, Sean Gale, who won the Super Bowl, of course, with those 85 Bears teams. And obviously, he still lives in Chicago. So he sent me an email to say that he'd organized Sunday for me, which is amazing. You can't believe what he's organized for me. Such a, such a kind gesture. Well, I can tell you where I'm going to go and I'll tell All you right. what to do. Well, well make so, sure you take loads of pictures and do, right. do like a Insta story yeah. stuff, whatever that means. So there's a, there's a VIP tailgate party, apparently, at the Harry Carey's restaurant in Chicago, which is a famous sports bar. Right. So we're going there in the morning. We're on the list there. And then we get taken from there to Soldier Field. And there's a, a lounge at Soldier Field called the United Lounge, which is their main lounge in the stadium. So we've got tickets in there as well. So we've got Harry Carey's in the morning and we've got the United Lounge when we get there. Oh, so man. We, we, I've gone from being up in the gods with the hardcore Bears fans, which I'm still going to go and do. I'm going to wander around and I'm going to go and spend at least a quarter in those seats I so I can the really take it turn in. The back, turn your back on the Packers. Sweet, yeah, sweet but joy. I, but I've also done what you said. I've got some Packers undies to wear under me jeans. Perfect. So, they're going to be closest to me that day. Show your true colors
0: where it's most important, my friend. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, I'm going to give you knackers warm in in, in Soldier Field with some Green Bay undies.
1: Yeah, I'm going to report back on Chicago Bears six, Green Bay Packers three next week. It's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. So, while I'm there, next question to you What should I bring you back? Oh, well, anything
0: bizarre that you can wear. Maybe some like Chicago Bears mittens, Chicago Bears socks. One of those right. stupid plastic pleather helmets, you know, like the olden days. Bill Murray wears those, Bill, doesn't he? Yeah, one of those. Or anything yeah. anything kind of, anything that you can't get here. That's what I'm trying Do to say. Do you know
1: what I'm going to try and get you? I'm going to try and get you something nice that you can wear related to that 85 team. I'll tell you what.
0: I'll tell you what, Darren. I'll tell you what. A little bit of nerdism coming your way. Go on, then. I collect Super Bowl coffee mugs. Oh, do you? Yes. So, so I have a one, Super Bowl 20 coffee if, mug. If possible, yeah, a Chicago Bears Super Bowl 20 coffee mug, coffee okay. mug from the field or from some kind of guy who's got a stand outside that isn't. I'll, I'll really do that, but I'm also going to try and find you. Like, a,
1: yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try and find <laughs> like a cool eighty-five Bears T-shirt, maybe yeah. with a Super Bowl Shuffle guys on the front. Yeah, whatever.
0: anything gonna, like that.
1: That's going to be the theme. I'm going to bring you back something nice, right? Just geek me out. That's all I ask. i am going to. Yeah, don't worry about that. You, you Listen, you can rely on me. I'm a good shopper. You can rely on me. Good lad. All
0: right, quick question to you. Question, uh, best team in the NFL today? Oh, wow, that's not a quick question. That's a stonker. Uh, I'm going to answer it with you. Oh, I'm going to go God. Rams. I reckon the Rams could beat the Eagles. Do you? I, 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 do. I,
1: agree, I agree. I've got to agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. I, I'm, I'm more sure about the Rams than I am the Eagles. But I'm thinking if the Rams play Pittsburgh... In the Super Bowl, who would I go with? And I'd, I'd go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to stick with the Steelers. You just had I, a pop I, at Ben Rufflesberger earlier on. No, I didn't. What I said earlier on was if he gets injured, they're, they're done. All right, Landry okay. Jones can't take them anywhere. Apologies. Them as a team, fine. Really like them. All right. Um, I'm going to go with them, but I'm going to say the best team in the NFC, I'm with you, are, are the are the Rams. I, 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 I can see a Rams-Steelers Super Bowl as we as we sit here today. But what did we say two or three weeks ago? Well, you that went, will all change.
0: Yeah, but you called the Steelers, remember? You called the I Steelers. Know. I think that was week four or five you called the Steelers. So sticking with that, do for me,
1: my friend. So here's one for you, and this is probably the most important American football question I've ever asked you. I am the general manager of a British-American football team, and I've got the first pick in the draft. Do I draft Vernon K of the London Warriors... Or Dermot O'Leary of the Colchester <laughs> Gladiators. <laughs> That's a great
0: question. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with myself. Are oh,
1: you? Yeah. yeah, I really am. You know, all two, the scouting reports suggest otherwise. Well,
0: two, <laughs> two Brit ball rings speak for itself. You know, I think right. I had seven and a half, maybe eight interceptions in one season. Don't like to talk about that very much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> never mention it. But you know, I'm, I'm there. Not now, though. I mean, God. I was did fishing. you ever play against Dermot? No, because we, we we he played for Colchester Gladiators. Yeah. When I was playing for the Manchester All Stars, I think it was. Right. When we were we whippersnappers. but yeah, I'd like to. I, I think Dermot 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 looks like the kind of squat running back that Barry Sanders looked like. You know, he's got. What was he? Was he? Is that what he did? Was he running back? I don't know, but he's got big thighs and he's quite. He's got right. a low center of gravity, so I I think he should put the gear back on and give it a whirl for at least a week. Yeah
1: we'll find okay, out. Okay, that's good. All right. right. So, one I, last question. I'd pick you too. Thank
0: you. Uh yeah. pick 6 is the sixth question. Me to you. This is from Big Steve on Twitter. Why do the Texans mess around with journeyman quarterbacks? Have some balls and sign Colin Kaepernick. This could be this could be a question to many, many NFL franchises. It
1: could every every team that's lost its quarterback. Yeah. Um all I would say is, look, you mentioned it earlier. Kaepernick took San Francisco to a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh was his quarterback, he was his coach at that time. My recollection of Colin Kaepernick playing quarterback in the NFL recently is that he's not or didn't look like a quarterback who was going to take you to the Super Bowl. You sometimes get a situation where, by not playing, the memories of people become slightly more complimentary towards you than when you're there. He's an inaccurate passer. Everybody now knows that he'd sooner run than pass. The read option has been worked out by NFL defences. Kaepernick had the most success when uh, Harbaugh was his coach, when the read option was still a fascination and new. And I think Kaepernick's best days are behind him. And I I, I don't think he'd make a lot of difference. You know, Deshaun Watson, Colin Kaepernick, huge gulf between those guys. I'm, I'm I'm not quite on... And I think, listen, I don't think it's great that he's not got a job in the NFL for whatever political reasons they are. We're not going to get into those because I, for one, don't understand it as as much as I'd need to, to comment properly on it. But my recollection of him, Vern, is that he was a bang average NFL quarterback by the time he lost his starting job. So I think anybody expecting to sign Kaepernick, he rides into town and looks like the second coming of Joe Montana is in for a big surprise if somebody takes the plunge and signs him. Yeah, but people like Brandon Whedon have got a job. They have, and he, he, he wouldn't get into the Super Bowl either.
0: No, fair enough,
1: fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you very much.
0: Uh, right, two-minute warning. Are you ready, Darren Fletcher?
1: Yeah, this is always a nice fresh one because
0: i never know where you've got up your sleeve here. Well, it's good, you know, I like this, I like this. That's the two minute warning My apology to the Jets Alright Two minute starts Now I want to apologise To the New York Jets Because I had Josh McCown In my fantasy football league team And I wasn't expecting much Got me over 15 points I was happy with that Once again Back on the winning streak Victorious, I noticed it 6-3. and three. Woohoo!
1: I, I think the Jets should make an apology to their fan base because they should be 0-16 this year and having the, the pick of any quarterback in the draft, and they're not. They've played far too well to get the first pick in the draft, which means they could be missing out on some really good signal callers. I've got the results, by the way, of the, uh, the, 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 the DraftKings League. You know that you, you mentioned that oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you did OK in yours. So Internet Rich came last this week. Um, He only managed 92.8 points. The winner was again, again, Luke Hater, 164. Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Christian McCaffrey, Evan Ingram and Alshon Jeffrey, And he was uh, 23 points ahead of Adam Walford in second place. 15-team league this week, so it's getting bigger all the time. Internet Rich at the bottom had an absolute stinker. Probably because he got Jameis Winston in his team, who spent more time doing stupid pre-game speeches <laughs> and poking Marshall and Latimore in the back of the head than he did actually playing quarterback that day. The foolish man also picked Jacoby Brissett for some bizarre reason what? in his team. So Internet Rich deservedly last. But if you want to play, go on to DraftKings, use the promo code FUMBLE, and you can play in the league Best thing to do, though, stick $5 into your account and play for money because you can win some prizes, win some cash, have a really good bit of fun doing that. Absolutely. Right, quickly, we've got 10 seconds.
0: Best quarterback to ever play the game? John Brady. All right, who would you put behind him at running back? Barry Sanders. Left side wide receiver? Jerry Rice. Right side wide receiver? Jerry Rice. <laughs> to be Randy continued, we'll build, a fantasy. we'll build the ultimate fantasy team as we progress now to the Super Bowl. All right, thank wow. you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Darren, thank you, buddy. You always come up with the best stuff right at the end. I know. The last 10 seconds, you are on
1: fire. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right, we'll carry on <laughs> to next week, I promise. Enjoy Chicago. We're all going to be there with you in spirit. I'm already thinking about shopping for you. Oh, good lad. All right, this has been a Shooting Shark production. As always, thank you very much, dear Fumbleites, for tuning in, for subscribing, and uh, for letting us into your ear rolls. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.